0: It had been foolish, entirely foolish, to come. I ought to have come earlier when she was ill, earlier when she wanted me and wrote in letters which for anger and guilt I could scarcely bear to read, Come, come, come. To have come then would have made sense in the light of the last abstract consideration I had for her. After all, she was my mother. But to come now that she was dead, to come merely to bury her, to stand in her dead presence with those half-strangers, my brother and my sister-in-law, this was senseless, a mere self-punishment. I returned across the lawn, following my own tracks in the dew. The clouded moon had spread a luminous transparent limb across the sky, and showed me the silhouettes of the great trees which surrounded the house. It was, still, the skyline I knew best in the world. I felt for a moment almost tempted to go away, to try the door once again, and then to go, like the mysterious traveller of the poem. Tell them I came, and no one answered. I looked again at the familiar shapes of the trees and shivered at the sudden proximity of my childhood. These were the old June smells, the wet midsummer night smells, the sound of the river and the distant waterfall. An owl hooted, slowly deliberately, casting out, one inside the other, his expanding rings of sound. That, too, I remembered. The thought that I might go away and leave them all there asleep made me pause with a sort of elation. There was an air of vengeance about it. That would be to leave them forever, since if I went away now I was sure I would never return. Indeed, whatever happened I would probably never, after this one time, return— My mother's existence here had been the reason for my not coming, now her non-existence would provide an even stronger reason. I must have been standing there for some time in a sad reverie, when I saw what for a weird second looked like a reflection of myself. I had so vividly, I now realised, pictured myself as a dark figure upon that silver expanse, that when I saw, emerged into the dim light in front of me, another such figure, I thought it could only be me. I shivered, first with this weird intuition, and the next moment with a more ordinary nervousness of this second night intruder. I knew at once from the outline of the man that it was not my brother Otto. Otto and I are both very big men, but Otto is bigger, although his stooping six foot three may pass for no more than my upright six foot one the figure that now slowly advanced towards me was small and slim. Although I am not especially a coward, I have always been afraid of the dark and of things that happen in the dark, and this night illumination was worse than darkness. The sense that I was also frightening the other man simply made me more alarmed. In a horrible silence I moved slowly towards him until we were near enough to catch a glint from each other's eyes. A soft voice said, "'Ah, you must be the brother.'